Welcome to Serving Aces. I'm Alexander Stevenson, and I'm here with Oog Levadier. Welcome, Oogie. Hi, Alexandra. How are you? I'm doing well. So give me a rundown on your past week. What have you been up to? Well, as you know, it was Mother's Day last uh, last weekend. So uh, yeah, we took care of our mothers, uh, both of us. We uh, didn't have time to do a podcast together, but uh, it's all good. You know, uh, we have our mothers in our lives. They're really important. Uh, so yeah, it's really important to take good care of them. Uh, it's a great day for them. And my daughter, Amelia, was here. She's came, she just came back from uh, Fair State or University in Michigan. So we had plenty of reasons to celebrate there. So uh, yeah, we had a great week. Summer's starting to bloom a little bit here in Quebec. So all happy, a little bit of golf and tennis already this week. So actually, I was on golf course today. So uh, super fun with, uh, I actually played with Maxime, uh, my former uh, uh, player who was Canadian championship on you know, 14 and under. Oh, nice. So super happy to see him again. And he had a pretty a good break. Sunday and a good week. And I heard it was Amelia's birthday. That's right. Uh, we celebrated that. So she just turned 20. My gosh, it goes wow. really quick. So yeah, that's uh, pretty amazing. And tomorrow's Tristan, our boy. Uh, it's going to be turning uh, 15 tomorrow. So that's uh, pretty exciting as well. We're going to go uh, probably watch a movie. That's what he wants to do. So we're going to go see the Guardians of the Galaxy finally. Yeah, I know I you're so it. excited about this. I'm pumped. I can't wait for Well, tomorrow. I've Volume heard good three. reviews. So we'll have to discuss next week. For sure. I will be happy to tell you a couple of things. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I've just mm. read the v reviews in the New York Times, yeah. but there I didn't go. want to spoil it. One of my students saw it and was oh. telling me about it, trying not to spoil it. He <laughs> did give me a couple little hints, but he yeah. gave it he gave it a seven out of ten. Ooh. Okay. He was, a tough, he was a tough critic, Oogie. That's got to be tough because people yeah, I've he talked to... I mean, actually, Amelia saw it and LP, uh, one of my best friends, they saw it and they're like, you've got Endgame and then you've got this one. Yeah, well, and he rated Endgame a 10 and gave this oh. one a 7. Okay, so I'll have to tell you. Uh, exactly yeah, you're going to have to tell me yours. <laughs> and I watched a, a little Marvel movie called Ant-Man Quantumania. Oh, I watched that Friday on my day off. Nice. On Disney+. Plus. That good? <laughs> You like oh, it? I I liked it. You know, it was a little funny, a little. There was some comedy in it. Yeah. Uh, it was in the quantum realm, so we got to yeah. know that, and we got to see all these weird things. So it was a little different, like take on Ant Man. But I liked where they took it, and I yeah. liked Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas and the daughter, and they had more of a role, and they were all in it, and the villains good, and they carried it over to. Um, previewing loki season two. Ooh! oh gotta love so, that i can't so wait i liked the end you know how the end when they show you the little previews yep. well, we they got two previews and one was for loki and loki is one of my favorites oh yeah he's a great villain right there good villain and, uh, so i'm excited you know, he about dies that. and he comes back and he dies and he comes back so <laughs> yeah it's all good yeah so that was yep. it was a good day off and this weekend i had uh lots of coaching on the court so that was good. It's getting warmer here. I know oh, nice. it's, it's warmer than it is in Quebec, but it was like 74 and sunny, which is probably like how it is every time in California. But it's been very cloudy the last couple months. So it's nice hmm. to have the sun back. 
it's actually 70 today for us. So yeah, when I oh nice. nice. Speaking yeah, yeah. of weather, you know what tournament has had trouble this past 10 days has been Rome. Wow. Everybody's complaining about that. Medvedev's going nuts. What's going on? It's raining. Let's stop. Let's just go. Yeah. Wow. Do you like you liked my little segue into Rome? <laughs> I love it. Well, they, it was very wet clay, wet and heavy clay. And it's so interesting because we know Medvedev does not like a slow clay court or a slow hard court. And guess who won the tournament? That's right. He did. He did, he did huh? He so, just go figure. Yeah, well, you know, it's, he doesn't like the conditions, but then he's going to play on it. He's going to try his best to win. And not a lot of, not a lot of people really like who he, you know, who he played in the final. I mean, and then in the semis as well. So he's got yeah. a lot of uh, yeah, animosity he, he with Olga Rune. He had the fan so. edge, and Olga, but Olga Rune, another 20-year-old. Him and Carlos Alcaraz are a couple weeks apart in age. Carlos is born in May. Olger's born in April. They're both 20. And Olger is, he's making his mark. He's beat, he's beaten as many top 10 players as Carlos Alcaraz has at this point right, right now. It's true. I mean, he's coming and he gets under people's skin. That's he does. What's, that's what's kind of He's like exciting, a punk. But then, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. watching him, you want to be like, you're such a punk, but you're entertaining to watch and you're actually building your game and playing smart tennis and yeah. you're talented. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like Djokovic when he came. And remember when he said after losing to Nadal at the French in the semis, he said, you know what? Nadal is not that great. And one day I'm going to beat him. Mm -hmm. He said that after a match and everybody in the press conference was like, Got really upset. That well, Olga Runa said that, or Runa. I, I always yeah. get confused because one week it's Rune, another week it's Runa. So I think it's Runa now. But he, can... he's come out and said, I want to be number one. Yeah. I mean, and when you have this big of belief, it's going to come out like that because you believe it so much that you're saying it, not arrogantly, but just out loud, like it's, okay, it's raining today. Well, you know, there's comes the rain. And then he's saying, <laughs> I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be this guy. And he does it because he just believes so much. And that's not arrogance. That's just a lot of belief. Trust yeah, me. Well, I, I love the great. belief. And I, I still, I like to watch him. I don't know about his attitude all the time. Yeah. Obviously, Carlos has a more palatable way on the court than Olger does. But hey, he's a street fighter. And he's making his way through. And he's starting to make his mark right now. You're right. I mean, right now, I think he has the best 200 backhand in the world right now. It's how big the shot is. I mean, in Monte Carlo, he was just lining up the court, going down the line for winners. It's just his two-handed backhand is just definitely is the best one right now. It, and I think that's why he beat Djokovic because Djokovic's backhand is just is it was usually the best. The the best. And now he's getting his money for because Rune is just hitting cross court with him and just yeah. suddenly goes down the and, line. And he stepped him. up his forehand pace and where he puts yeah. the forehand. He's not just using it to be defensive or just getting it yep. in. He's actually building the point and getting his forehand shot now. You're right. He's just, yeah, he needs to improve it even more so he can hit more winners out of it and really take, you know, the ball on the on the rise a little bit more. But, you know, he's 20 years old. So he's, he's 20 really years young. old. But going into the French, hey, he's top five pick right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going to be dangerous. And... You know, Nadal's not there, so the door is wide open for anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's just putting himself 
really nicely. There's other players like Felix, which is like going not so great right now, especially on clay. So, you know, he's got this door open a little bit. Yeah, doors open. I, I mean, look, good momentum. he does. And Medvedev, hey, he's got good momentum. He he won on the slowest clay of the season. He's so tough to play. I mean, he's just awkward style. The technique is like, yep. but he gets to every he gets ball. The and win. He's, he's really smart. So he's really smart. And on the court, you know, he's going to be in your head. He's going to do this, do that. And then when he won the first set today and Holger was really mad, he just turned to the crowd and say, I'm playing so bad today. And then Medvedev is like laughing in his beard because he has a beard actually right now. So he's laughing, his beard going, hey, 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 hey. my yeah. experience is counting right now. Yeah, so you keep got... saying that, you punk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was kind of how his face was. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. So I'm happy for him. I mean, he's... He's, you know, he's battling some stuff, you know, and he was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Hey, it's know. an entertaining match. And I have to say, I went right to the men first because once again, I, I don't like to, to say this, Oogie, but the men right now are bringing entertainment for right. us to watch. And I will say it. Some people are scared to say it, but the women, we have entertaining women's matches, but right now it's been kind of boring. Rome was the yeah. women's side was just not yeah. in entertaining. I mean, when can I be honest? It was boring. Yeah. I mean, the final well, is six four one zero retire. Rybakina yeah. won, which is great for her. But mm -hmm. Kalanina had a good run through the week. Yep. I think she got another retirement in there somewhere. It is. It, it was just not in right. interesting to me. You're right. It was not that great. And then heavy, you... slow conditions. You know, the yeah. conditions weren't easy. And then, you know, you've got Nostapenko in the semis losing as well. And then she's <laughs> complaining as well. And well, then, you she's know, always this... entertaining at some point. But you're her, right. her game at times, she either plays really well or she plays off. You're right. You're right. And we'll have to we'll have to see. I mean, the French is starting really soon, of course. Yeah, who's going to make an impact right now? Because the women's yeah. has kind of been up and down. They're, you yeah. know, Sviantek, I think Sviantek retired. She so did. She... I mean, I was watching earlier the, the stats exactly. Ribakina, uh, she, it was two, two all in the third set. And yeah. Sviantek just retired. So and she had Ta to stop and she got injured a little bit. So Yeah. And it, early on, I watched Taylor Townsend beat Jess Pagula. You're right. And Taylor Townsend is now in qualifying of the French this week. A lot of so, big names in those qualities. Lots of it. Hey, the women's side talk about you always talk about wide open. Well, Taylor Townsend's in qualifying You're of right. the French Open, and she just beat Pagula, who's top five in the world, last week. Yeah, that's right. So she's coming in with a lot of confidence in there. So there's a lot of big names on the women and men's side for the qualities. I mean, it's going to be a grind, just yes. a quali. A lot so of big names. Right yeah. now, we ended with Rome today, and that goes right into tomorrow, qualifying of the French Open. For those of you who don't know that there's qualifying, it's it's a whole week before the main draw, and it's a whole draw into itself. Everybody mm -hmm. outside of the top 120, from 120 down, is in qualifying. It's a 128 right. draw, and you got to get through it. And it's its own separate tournament. It's held at the French Open. Wimbledon mm -hmm. is held at a different site, Roehampton. But the French Open, U.S. Open, Australia Open all hold their own qualifying at the site. So you're playing you're right. at the site, but you're not in the main draw. 
That's right. So it's going to be, that's a big pressure moment right there. Uh, yeah. You know, you want, you want a quality, you don't want to lose any qualities. And then you're like not into the main drop, those big events. Well, it's the worst. Away. I've lost in the qualities of grand slams. It's not fun. I've also right, qualified huh? in, which is great, but yeah, it's, it's rough when you lose last round qualifying. Oh, mm. that's, yeah. that's a killer. You never forget that one. And then the next time you qual, you make sure you qualify. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, you got some some good experience there. And then uh, did you qualify for the French? No, I try? never had to. You were always well. The only the Grand Slam I had to qualify was for Wimbledon. Oh yeah, there you go. Nine, and then nine. when I got injured, I had to go back and qualify at the U.S. Open and Wimbledon, and I lost mm -hmm. in the last round. And it was a killer. You're right. But it's before so I was injured, I qualified once at a Grand Slam. And then the rest of the next five years, I was in the main draw, which is not an easy feat to do, to get in the main draw every year for five years. You have to stay there. That's the Yeah, you got to stay there. That's the hardest part. And I know everybody looks at Federer and Nadal and Serena yeah. and Venus. But, you know, most tennis players, you have to make sure you are within – Obviously, if you're top 20, you don't. But, you know, from 50 to 100, you got to make sure you're getting the points. Because, for instance, look at Rafa. He's not playing the French, and he's dropped to 128 just from missing the whole clay season already, or 100 and something. He's already oh. dropped his points. So tennis is unforgiving that way. If you do mm -hmm. really well in a year, you have to come back the next year and defend those points or do better to keep your ranking. That's right. You're right. I mean, I saw an article today about uh, Schwartzman uh, from Argentina, who has been, unfortunately, to, you know, with his father back home and he was in the hospital. So there's a lot of uh, not good stuff going on for him in his life because it's so tough when you're trying to make a living out of a sport and then you have to mm -hmm. be back home, of course, with your father who's sick and it's spend hours at the hospital, of course, because you're there and you want to you know, you want to make yeah. sure he's, he gets better. So, but his rankings almost hundred, and he's dropping, and so he's gonna get a grip of, uh, get a grip on that. And uh, but that's super tough. And uh, yeah, that, that top hundred is that's the mark. You need to be yeah, in the top hundred. Yeah, you gotta be in the, that... and really, you have to be in the top ninety to make sure you're in a main draw of the of Grand Slam every year. Yeah, that's you're right. where your marker wants to be: top 80, 90. Mm -hmm. Once you get down to 94, 96, you don't want to be there. Yeah, you're it's right. Because then you can, you can get down and yeah. then you're, you have but to be some, in qualities. Somebody like Rafa obviously can play any tournament in the world because he's yeah. a huge Grand Slam winner. He has all the fans in the world. He can just walk into a tournament. Every tournament's going to give him a wild card. Now, Diego you're Schwartzman, right. on the other hand, is not a Grand Slam winner. And not every tournament might give him a wild card. So he might have to go into qualifying. You're right. Like and, somebody uh, like. Coco Vanderway. She was mm -hmm. top 20, almost breaking the top 10. I I don't know my fact on that. She might have been top 11 at some point. She's in mm -hmm. qualifying of the French. She's coming back from an injury. Uh, yeah. Sophia Kennan, she won the Australian Open. Oogie, she wow. is in qualifying of the French this year. Some big names. Wow. It's pretty, it's pretty wild, huh? I mean, whoever is playing Sofia Kennan, the qualities are like, yeah, this is not my luck for the draw. Yeah, well, super tough. That's a, it's a tough first round. So, You're right. Qualifying you think Rafa's the French, gonna 
you think Rafa's ranking is going to be maybe freeze uh, for six months or no? I because think, of his injury. Yeah, uh, you can freeze it, but you have to wait a whole six months, which is probably when he came out and said, I don't know, it might be four months, it might be six months. Yeah. So if he can get back to the court before six months, his ranking won't be frozen. Okay. But you have to have a whole six months off to freeze the ranking, which okay, is so another then... tricky thing because if you're injured for four months, you don't get a frozen ranking to come back on. Yeah, I gotcha. So his last match was obviously against McDonald at the Australian Open, right? I, so I was... would, yes, I would assume that was his last match. So end of January, and then we have to count six months after, and then maybe he's going to be able to. Which is probably keep, why he said the next four months he might not play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he wants to do that, of course, because imagine all these points from the French yes. Open winner last year. Jeez, he's going to lose two thousand points already, and yeah. then so, but the French turn. I don't. He's not. Look at at his point in his career. He's not thinking about points. He's just thinking about getting back on the court. You're right. He just wants to be healthy, and that's what he said in his press conference this week. I mean, he said, "I'm going to take this year off, trying to get better physically." Uh, and you know, play uh, one more year. Yeah, play one more year to say goodbye to everybody and all these big tournaments. And I think he could probably throw in a couple of, uh, you know, doubles uh, at Wimbledon with Federer. That'd that would be, be fun. unbelievable. I think I've got that in my <laughs> Is in that my your fantasy, right fantasy yeah. pick right now for 2024? That's exactly it. I'm telling you right now. In, okay. Uh, you know, the month of May to 2023 that Federer and Nadal are going to play dubs in Wimbledon. 2024. Okay. That's my pick. All right. We're oh. going to remember this Sunday, May 21st. <laughs> you imagine Federer and Nadal playing doubles. That'd one be pretty time, cool. Last time. Well, they oh. did at they did at the Labor Cup. Yeah. And they played well, of course. But yeah, you know, Federer and even cannot... and Francis Tiafa went after them. I think he I know, did. Cause... He hit he hit Rafa with a forehand, I think. I think he did. And yeah. he actually won. They actually won at the end, you know, yeah. but it was super close. Though. But they wanted them to the play full out. That's what you want to do. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, ha no handouts, right? That's right. Just play through. And, uh, you know, that could, I mean, both of them, Federer with his knee and Nadal with his hip, they can't move anymore. So let's just play dubs. <laughs> just play doubles. So, <laughs> on so we grass. don't move that much. We just slap around. <laughs> well, that would be uh, quite a sight. So, Oogie, maybe 2024, you're going to see that. Yeah. And you're going to be there commentating so see yeah that'll be that'll be cool well i heard there's a rumor on the street that mr roger federer might appear in the espn commentary box and the bbc that's the right. rumor yeah there's the BBC, no yeah. there's no official so we'll They're see i'll on. have to let you know when i get there if i cite him that's right i see I him mean, in that, the green room that would be great to hear him, you know, and see him at Wimbledon and commentating and with all his insights and all his, you know, we were there uh, in 2002 when you played, you were uh, top 20 seeds and you played a French woman uh, that year, I remember, and we played together and, uh, you know, we were, we were beside, it was Agassi on one court and the other court was Federer. Yeah, that's so, a pretty fun practice court, huh? How how did we focus on our practice when we had Agassi I, and Federer on both sides of us? I had to excuse myself to you that I was not that focused that day. And you said, you know what, Ugi, it's <laughs> that's all good. okay. It's, that's okay. It was for me. It was a dream. Just to it's be on history, sure. right? Yeah, I never 
made it to Wimbledon. And then I make it there with you because of you. And then there's Federer on one court, Agassi over there. I'm like going nuts. And, and that's what's Alex so cool about practicing on the outside courts is you never know who's going to be hitting next to you that day. You're right. Because those back courts, as you remember, they're like secluded. You know, you, you there's mm -hmm. no access there except family, coaches, and players. So you just... There's you can eye everybody out and you recognize everybody. And everybody and, is really friendly and nice and says hi because it's practice. You're right. And there's no media. So you guys are like totally relaxed and, yep. you know, no paparazzi around and stuff like that. So you guys just. Yeah. So it's super fun. And then, yeah, I bumped it to Sharapova once. It's like, excuse me. And then. So, yeah, yeah we had. Well, anybody that there. goes to a Grand Slam, guys, if you go to the practice courts, that's the best time to watch because you're seeing right. what the players are working on you're seeing the coaches interact with each other and with their players and giving them game plans or let's say you got a serve we're breaking out targets to go out our serves and it's just yep. a more relaxed environment but you can also learn a lot from watching a professional practice seriously i think you said you said it i mean Obviously, you want to watch matches, but then you can watch matches on TV and you have good angles as well and commentating too. So, uh, but the practice, you're right. That's the best part right there because you get really close to the players and you get them in a natural mode. They joke around, they do a little soccer sometimes, and they can, you know, they can, you can see them in natural habitat and then they can work on stuff. And then suddenly they go cross court, drop yeah. shots, and you see shots that you probably don't see that and much And you in see matches, the patterns so. being worked on and the You're drills right. that you can work on with, right? Exactly. You see the real attitudes of players. You yeah. see Nadal super focused, not laughing so much. And then you see Federer just having fun. And then uh, at the US Open one time, I saw Federer practice. And then uh, they were both you know, playing soccer. He actually played soccer from when he got up to the chair all the way to the baseline without missing I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was yeah. like, my gosh, and you how, see, and you how get good to of see, a footwork. Yeah, you get to see really cool footwork drills a lot of the times too. Yeah, exactly. So it's super fun. So that's it's the best part. You're right. Yeah, yeah. hang out at the practice court, guys. Well, yep. the French Open should be interesting because Clay is always entertaining to watch and see who breaks through. I have to say my favorite part of the Clay season when I played it was Rome but not because of playing in the bowl at Roma, although that was cool. But yeah. my favorite part was eating fettuccine at the famous fettuccine restaurant. So there's this famous restaurant called Alfredo alla Scorfa. I think I'm okay. saying it wrong, Scorfa. And I went with Venus and Serena one night. This yeah. is like another practice court story. So we're at the restaurant and Oogie, you know, at a tournament when players like a restaurant, it gets out and then all the players want to go eat at the restaurant, right? For sure. So I was eating there with Venus and Serena and then Roger Federer and his team walked in. And I think Daniela Hantakova's team walked in. There you go. And pretty soon it was like the player restaurant to go to because it was the origin of fettuccine. Who doesn't like fettuccine, right? Wow. So that was That's one awesome. of my favorite. And then there was the gelato, which is unbelievable. Ooh. And so then I showed you earlier my Prada bags from 2000, Oogie. They're vintage Prada bags. The Prada bag I have now is worth $2,000, which is insane because I bought wow. it for $200 back Ten in times. the day. Yeah. Imagine. So I think going to the Prada store and Dolce & Gabbana and Moschino 
were the highlights, mm-hmm. which as a tennis player, your highlight really should do, be doing well in Rome, but I did well in Rome eating and, and shopping <laughs> and sightseeing, well, obviously going go. to the Vatican, the, the Trevi fountain, three coins in a fountain where Audrey Hepburn filmed her movie, the Fontona right. de Trevi. Mm-hmm. And I did this little TV thing for oxygen one year and I did like a tour of Rome and I walked around and talked about all the sites and everything. So wow. that was my favorite part about Rome, not the tennis, but you I know mean, what? There's as, so many parts. You're right. Yeah. And as the a tennis player, and then the yeah. Boca de la Verita, you put your hand in it and, and nothing happens, of course. But yes. And you're so yeah. excited though, as a tennis player to go to these cities that you might not ever get to go to, but you get to go right. play and Hey, if you don't win, then you just take advantage. You're right. And enjoy so the city. Important. And even if you win, you have to make time to visit some stuff. And then yes. you're right because it goes fast. Career goes fast. It does fast. go fast. I mean, I still haven't go gone yeah. to, in Paris, I still want to go to Versailles. I still haven't gone to Versailles and I've been to Paris mm. seven times. Isn't wow. that crazy? It is. But then you probably went to the Tour Eiffel and then, yeah. I did. I did other things. But also, when you're at a Grand Slam, it's really hard. You play, you get yeah. prepared, you have a couple days to get in, or you have the week before, but you don't want to be walking around and getting too tired. Exactly. And, and you got to be training and, and getting ready and resting. And then you play. And then if you win, you keep winning. And then by the time you're out, you go to the next tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's really exactly. important you take a day or two if you can. If you can't, then you have to go to the next tournament. Like I was always going to the grass to get ready for Birmingham, the first warm-up tournament. You're right. Yeah. And since you were a great grass player, then you really I wanted to, to get play out well. of Paris to the clay. <laughs> I mean, You're to right. the grass. I did not want to stay on that clay. For sure. Yeah. So that's another reason why you spend probably more time in England and, you know, getting ready for the, for the grass season, which is was probably your best surface with hard yeah. course, of course, but yeah. what you're gaining, you know, being so big. But you yeah. know who I hit with on last Friday? I hit with this lovely guy named Francois at the Malibu Racquet Club. And Francois is, um, he's from Provence. Okay. And he plays out of the same club that Sebastian Grosjean runs now. They've wow. been friends f- since childhood. And he played with him. And Francois, he's a good player. You could tell he was French and knew how to play the patterns. For sure. What's his last name? Francois? I got to ask him. That's okay. (laughs) I just met a Moogie. It's all good. It's all good. But you're saying Sébastien Grosjean, which is a big name, you know? Yeah. Sébastien Grosjean, Arnaud Clément, Fabrice Santoro. uh, Arnaud Clément and Sébastien Grosjean. He was buddies with Arnaud Clément and Grosjean. And I'm like, well, no wonder you actually play like you could have played on the tour. He had a, right. And he had a one-handed backhand, Ugi. Hey, so it was typical, a battle typical, of the one-handers. Typical French player with a great one-hander. Yes. And then uh, I actually played with Arnaud Clément in, uh, in Montreal when I played the, the event here in Canada. And we practiced, you know, he just got off the plane that morning and we practiced in the afternoon. I've lost in the qualies the day before. And he won 7-5. And then we played a tiebreaker and I beat him. And he broke a racket. He couldn't <laughs> take it. Because well, I, I told him, I, you I told him I lost smarter than him. <laughs> I did actually. I you, did because I played more on his forehand because his two-hander was so great. Yeah. You know, so he, you he, went to his he, forehand. Jump in one leg, hit with his right leg up and left left leg back there. But 
uh, I don't know, I managed to win that tiebreaker and he broke a racket. And I'm like, I can't believe I just lost to somebody that lost in the qualities. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so and then funny. the next day, he won his first round. He beat a huge player, top 20. And yeah, then well, see, you I'm got like, him see, prepared. I gave you a good practice, bud. Exactly. I love that story. So that was fun last week to meet Francois from Provence, since yeah, we are talking gotta... about the French Open. That's right. And get, ask his last name and then I'll... I will. Then you can look it up. Name. So we got the French going into, and it should be interesting. And French players, I always like watching the French players at the French Open and who can handle the occasion because it is You're such right. a big deal for them. And sometimes they, like Amelie Moresmo never did well. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes right. they thrive and they do well. Yeah. Sometimes like Mary Pierce did very well. Yeah. Mary and... Pierce won. There, yeah, um, then, the men who was the last male, Yannick Noah to win, Yannick Noah, and then yeah, Yannick Noah was the last one who won. And then Cedric Piolin did well a little bit, Harry mm -hmm. Lacan did well, and you know, Tsonga Monfils couldn't really made it to the final. They never well, got there, they kind of had Nadal yeah, in their way, Nadal and, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while, and then yeah, this year, nobody from France is going to be able to do a, a run for sure. Not on the on the women's side, maybe. Well, Caroline maybe Garcia. on the women's. Yeah, the yeah. men, maybe no, not the men. The men no need a new young generation to come up. It's tough. I mean, their generation, their young guns from France, they're not there. Yeah. I mean, it's you see Blancano, which has been you know okay, but then he goes up and down, up and down. There's not really some some people behind. Uh, Fred Sanga and Gal Monfils. There's yeah. not a whole lot of well, stuff. Well, maybe there. there's so, some ten or eleven year olds out there ready to go in, a, in 10 more I mean, years. I mean, they have such a big structure in France. I mean, tennis is just amazing. They have club tennis and then the structure of every regional. Yeah. It's huge. They but do then, it the best. Yeah, exactly. But then they have this one prospect from the NBA who's going to be the best player. Oh. It's going to be unbelievable. Have you seen that? No. Because they did this week. This week was the NBA at the draft, you know, for the yeah. order. Yeah. And the San Antonio Spurs are going to draft first. Oh, they and took the French for guy? Sure, I mean, it hasn't been done yet. It's going to be in June. But for sure, the French guy is like 7'5". you oh, imagine? wow. 7'5", seven, seven, super tall guy. And he's super agile. And everybody's saying there's no, there's never been a prospect like him, like ever, not even okay. All right. know, LeBron Good. and, hey, guys, and Jordan. Oogie said it, it first. Yeah. got to look he's for the 7'5 Frenchman basketball player. It's going to be an impact next year already, like his okay. first year. Cool. He's, uh, he's super young and he's well, playing with adults in Europe and he's doing well. That's um, exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it was really nice exciting. to Can't see. Wait. It was nice to see Brittany Griner back on the basketball court this week. Yeah. Did you see she? I mean, they didn't win, but it was nice to see her out and playing. That was that's great right. for her. It's coming back, and, and then we had yeah. a a fairy tale run at the PGA Championships. And oh, I know you that's... were excited about this, Oogie. I didn't see the whole lot because I, I went actually golf today, but uh, I went golfing today, but then we came back and then I opened the TV a little bit and the PGA Championship was on today, the final round. Uh, huge win for Brooks Kepka, who's been on the live tour. It's a big uh, deal, lately, number so. five, right? That's right, number five in the, you know, within uh, five or six years, he's won, you know, five major championships and that's huge because the next one, the, the latest years, you know, let's say the last 20 years, I mean, Tiger's got 15 mm -hmm. championships and, uh, you know, Phil Mickelson's got six and then Brooks got his fifth now. So he's been, he's become the third force of uh, that, that old combo there and a uh, huge win for him. Uh, happy because, you know, whoever wins a big tournament like that is, 
he deserves it. And there was a side story with Michael Block, the guy from uh, California. He was teaching. You know, He's teacher. from Mission Viejo. There you go. See? Yeah, He's California. Just seems about you. an hour and 20 minutes from me down wow. south. That's awesome. And yeah. he's, he looks like a super nice guy who's just enjoy for the ride. He made a hole in one, which is that's Oogie. Right. Tell me how big that is. That's pretty huge. That's huge. I mean, that's a lot of talent, a little bit of luck, of course, for the ball to just, because his ball just it didn't bounce and went in. It just straight, straight in. And <laughs> they call it, an, that's when they call it an ace, like they do yeah. with us in tennis. We get called an ace. When nobody yeah. touches it, but in golf, it's an ace when it just goes straight in the hole, doesn't touch the hole at all, just like. That's right, straight in. Straight uh, in, and then like a three. big dunk. Yeah, that's right. It's huge dunk, uh, like uh, Adebayo did earlier. And he Miami. did it. What what what's so cool is he did it, and guess who his partner was? You told me, <sighs> Royal Roars. Rory, right? Yeah. Rory McIlroy was there, and he couldn't believe his eyes. Like, man, he just went in, and it it just. You know, give him I five and everything, and he and I heard it. the he crowd. Kind of... I read about it. I didn't see it, but I uh, Pam Shriver did come out on the tennis court where I was coaching, which is her tennis court, and she goes, yeah. "You won't believe it. This guy." And she told me his name, Michael Block, made an ace hole in one. The crowd is going nuts. It was so because she loves golf, so it was oh, so nice. fun to hear from her. And then I heard it from you, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta read about this." So I went on and. YouTubed it and saw it. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And I mean, this guy is just imagine, you know, he's teaching pro. Uh, I think he's like 46 years old and he's just teaching golf, having fun. And then because he qualified in, because, you know, the PGA Championships has been at the base, has been like a tournament for the teaching pros. And yeah. then the golf pros, the professional players, then entered, of course. And then so they, they qualify some some teachers, the, the, the PGA professionals who are the teachers who teach golf every day in academy. So it would be like us on the in. ATP or WTA if they had a teaching pro association for those, right. if they uh -huh. fed in and played at the WTA championships or the ATP championships. Exactly. And qualified so, into the main draw. That's it. And you guys have the USPTA, which is the US Professional you know, Teaching Association. We have the same thing, the PTA in Canada. So we're a member of that. You know, we, we pay our membership. You know, we get emails of whatever the products. And, yeah. So and the fact that and this industry. guy yeah. qualified in is a huge deal. Yeah. Just by itself to qualify in, you know, there's regions, you know, all the regions and states and you qualify from each region and then you get into the tournament and then to play the tournament and then to play the weekend, you know, to play well Thursday and Friday and get good scores, you get to the weekend and then you finish tied 15th today. And he Pretty was cool. ahead of uh, Rory, Jordan Speed, uh, you know, all the players, Dustin Johnson. Major championship players. Oh, guys who won the last majors. He was ahead of him today. Well, oh, that teaches you, Oogie, when you can teach your kids and people listening and what I try to teach the kids I coach, you have to believe no mm. matter what the odds. You know what I did the other day? So Ted Lasso, I know you haven't seen Ted Lasso, yeah. but you need to watch Ted Lasso. Anyway, Ted I've Lasso, seen the actor, but you've seen the actor. Yeah, with he, the puts up, seen... he puts up this sign called Believe. Yeah. It's, and he, it's like in yellow and it's become this iconic little sticker. So I got a 
poster of it and put it up on the fence where oh, wow. the kids hit so they hit on the other side and they can look at the fence the whole time and it says believe on it they say believe yeah because i, I want them to believe when they get upset or when they don't think they can do it they can just look at that saying and they'll be like believe you can do it You're right right is it spelled like like b-l-e-a-v-e -E, which is the great podcast nation you know believe yes. or yes. is it called believe like b-e-l-i-e-v believe no 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 not like believe <laughs> our believe it's believe the real word <laughs> okay okay you could actually make one with believe oh with i the, could i could oh that'd be great you know the cool. company would love that well, well maybe that's awesome <laughs> but you gotta watch ted lasso because you'll you'll get the the sign and why i put it up for all the kids You're right. and You're right. I, I mean, most of the kids i have watched ted lasso so they love seeing it got to be great. You've told me so much about that. I got to find that and watch yeah, that. Yeah, you got to watch it. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pick the quote for the our podcast today. And it's right, an with honor. Ted Lasso and the movies and stuff like that. Yeah, the movies. Stuff. It's honor mm -hmm. of a big summer movie that they premiered it at Cannes Film Festival. Cannes Film Festival is going on right now. Amazing gowns, I might add. You should check Ooh. out some of the pictures. Okay. Natalie Portman came in a Dior dress, which was gorgeous. Anyway, uh, Indiana Jones premiered. Oh, yeah, already? Yeah, at the Cannes Film Festival. Harrison Ford got like a 15-minute standing ovation. And oh, I'm sure. going to give you a quote, and I want you to name which Indiana Jones this is from. Okay. Okay, because hmm. there's so many. All yeah, right, you right. ready? Okay. Yep. So, obviously, Indiana Jones is saying the quote, and he says it to his sidekick short round and this is from one of the most famous movies okay. of indiana jones okay fortune and glory kid that's what he said yeah fortune and glory kid yeah i can remember that a little bit but uh oof. uh i remember the that's gonna be the one of the first one maybe the the temple of doom is that the it's, first well, one that was a third movie but it was it was a pretty famous movie Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was where the quote was from. Oh, yeah, that was it, huh? Yeah. So maybe we can turn that into like, I don't know. You could say that to somebody on the court. Fortune and glory, kid. It's kind of a That's funny right. saying, right? That's got to be it. If you keep working, then you'll get You to got the fortune, fortune and glory, kid. That's right. <laughs> I got to uh, love that. Yeah. And that next movie is, uh, I think it's called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, right? It's yes, coming that's up a in new June. one. End of June, I think. Another movie we got to go see, Ugi. Oh, I've got so many right now. I mean, my sheet is, I've, 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 you know, I've circled Shazam in March. Couldn't get there. John Wick Four, still haven't seen that one. And and then tomorrow night, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Well, 3, you're gonna see sure. that one. Oh, and I'm Air. Check one box. Air just airs out on Amazon Prime. We'll have to check you're that right. one out. Yeah, I heard that was a good movie. So we'll have For to sure. see if that's good sure, about that's... Michael Jordan, the origin of the shoes. Nike yeah, shoes. exactly. And people you've met actually in the, the Nike factory, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so I gotta got to check that one out. But you're the, right. the summer movies, it's it's time for some good ones, Oogie. We've been waiting. Yeah. I mean, there's still Fast and Furious number 10. I haven't seen that one. And then Transformers in June, June 9th, actually, it's coming. Rise of the Beasts. That's got to be great. Yeah. And then the movie about The Flash, you know, little, the guy who runs real quick. And yeah, and Batman's in it. Ben Affleck's right. in that one. 
OC is going to, you know, get the, the DC universe a little bit. Good. I did com- watch The Mother on Mother's Day with Jennifer Lopez. Speaking of Ben oh. Affleck, I watched The Mother. It's on Netflix. It's a it's good. You know, it's a, yeah. it's she's plays an assassin and who, wow. who happens J-Lo to be a mother. Yeah, so it's interesting. <laughs> so you got to watch it. She's she's a pretty kick-ass assassin, Oogie. Oh, I bet. And I mean, she's, she's ripped in the movie. Oh, I bet she's such in good shape and she yeah. looks like she can do You'd anything. You'd want to be on her workout program after watching her in this movie. Her <laughs> arms right. are cut. I know. She's probably like, she's yep. got guns. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a lot of fun, Oogie. So we're going to have to end right now on just a good night. We had a good night discussing tennis, the French Open, previewing it. We'll have to preview. Well, it it. It's on Sunday, next Sunday, but we'll have to talk about first rounds and who we think's going to get through. Oh yeah, can't and wait we'll to see to have the our picks. There and, yeah, yeah, once we'll we see the draws. The draws and, yep, we'll have to have to collide our our uh, our thoughts there. Huh? See who's going to go through, women yep. and men, who's going to make it. I mean, we've got some good ideas about who's being hot lately, but uh, it's going to be super fun. And uh, yeah, hopefully the weather is going to be. Good. It's going to be okay because if it's like Rome, then people are going to flip out for to yeah. wait the whole day. I mean, Taylor Fritz well, had to wait the whole day. Hey. And we saw his girlfriend on, on Instagram who's like, okay, we can't believe it. We've been here all day, blah, blah. And yeah. she's right. How, how tough is it to wait there for like eight hours? Yeah. And then you get home, you still haven't played. You have to come and back. That's and that's tennis, right? That's professional it tennis. It is. And that's and why, then, remember one of the quotes I said early on? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes it rains. <laughs> You're right. That's Old a great Durham, quote. right? It, it works That's for right. the tennis court. So Rome, sometimes they won, sometimes they lose, and it rained a lot. <laughs> That's right. It rained so much. And there's, yeah, there's no, sometimes there's like US Open and Wimbledon. Now they have the roof and then they can play some matches. Then it's not as frustrating, but most tournaments, the majority of tournaments, there's no roof. Yep. So and the French, cancel. the French is going to have night matches, so it's going to oh, go later. Finally. Yeah, that's true. That's that's super fun. Yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. Play dude. tennis under finally. the lights. There you go. Finally. All right. Last let's, one to do it. Right. Let's, so. let's discuss it once it happens. You're right. All right, Oogie. Well, this has been serving aces. I'm Alexandra Stevenson, and thank you to Oogie. And we will see you again next week. If you like us, follow us on at Alexandra Stevenson, at Ooglevadier, at Believe Network. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.